Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, in the reading and hearing of Scripture, may you be made known to us through our, in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. Lord, help us be centered in you. In your name we pray. Amen. We're in the second week of our Be Still sermon series, and um, I hope you've uh, taken to the uh, prayer journal, which can be found uh, there in the back. You're only uh, two weeks behind now, but you can catch up, or you can just do what I've suggested to a couple people who have picked it up today. Just go ahead and start with week three, and then when we get done, catch up on those other two weeks, and you'll get the full picture. But we want to invite you in on those journals um, as an opportunity for you to start either start your day or in the middle of the day or whenever you can find time to be still and open yourself up to God's Word. If you remember last week when we um, started this series, we invited you uh, to just that, being still. Uh, Being still in your life and, and slowing down a little bit, really, to get to know God. Because we all live lives of busyness and craziness, and we all need to, at some point in our lives, slow down and be still. This week, we find Jesus modeling that for us. In the midst and chaos of his ministry, Jesus shows us what it means to be still. So let's dig into this reading today. The gospel reading is Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Listen to these words. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus, James, and John went home with Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed, sick with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He went to her and took her by the hand and raised her up. The fever left her, and she served them. That evening at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed, the whole town gathered near the door. He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons, but he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let's head to the other, uh, let's head in the other direction to the nearby villages so that I can preach there too. That's why we've come. He traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So they leave the synagogue and, and they're on their way home and, and, 
And Jesus is one busy guy, especially in the Gospel of Mark. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus never really stops. He just doesn't ever stop. And, and here in this story today, we find um, him uh, coming home after being at the synagogue. And he finds out that Simon's mother-in-law uh, was in bed sick with a fever. And, and the disciples and those that knew this came to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus, we need you. And so they went and, and they took care of her and uh, the fever left her. And this is the part of the story. Uh, go, ba- go back um, one slide. Thank you. Um, this is the part of the story that's a little bit of a struggle. So Jesus heals the mother-in-law, but she serves them. That's not fair. It's not right. You've been sick. I mean, now granted. I also know that in my house, this tends to play out that way too. As soon as Ashley gets better, she takes care of us because we can't take care of ourselves without her. But then we find ourselves again in that morning in the sunset uh, that all these people, they went off into the desert and and all these people were, were coming to Jesus. They were sick and Jesus was taking care of them. He was constantly moving, constantly doing Jesus things. And it sounds like us, doesn't it? This past week, you were probably constantly moving, constantly doing something. You probably had something to go to next. You probably right now have something to go to next. I know I do. Uh, I'll be leaving right after as soon as I say amen in my sermon, and I'll be getting in my car and driving to Tulsa to get in the plane to go to Denver so I can go uh, get some renewal and uh, spend some time at Iliff Seminary, which is our United Methodist Seminary there in Denver, um, for some educational continuing ed event that I have to do. We're always in constant movement. But then notice what Jesus does next. Early in the morning, he found some time. Well before sunrise. And alone, he prayed. This centered Jesus. This got Jesus really centered uh, with him. And it focused him. It it grounded him in, in who Jesus was. He needed that kind of energy but notice what happens right next. As soon as I'm probably, I would almost bet, because this is the way that happens for all of us most of the time, as soon as Jesus was like really into it and, and really centered and really praying and really in connection with God, what happens next? Jesus! Oh, Jesus, where are you? We have some more healings for you, Jesus! And I bet in that moment as Jesus is sitting there, Here's those disciples calling at him. He takes a deep breath, because that's what we usually do when we're interrupted, when we're in one of those moments. He just, okay, here we go again. We model that. Sometimes when in the midst of our crazy lives, when we're in it, with, in the midst of our lives, and we're centered and focused upon God, sometimes the world enters in, and sometimes we have to take a deep breath and embrace it and live like Jesus and strive. We, we say we strive to live like Jesus, and if we do that, we have to find time to rest and be still. We have to be more intentional about it. Notice Jesus did it. He did it before the sunrise set, and there's only one day I ever get up that early, and that's on Wednesday mornings when I get ready for men's Bible study. 5.30 in the morning is one of the most painful things I've ever experienced, but you know what I've noticed? in the almost year and a half of doing it, is that now on Wednesdays at 5.30, I'm ready to go most Wednesdays. Some Wednesdays, not so much, but most Wednesdays, I'm ready to go. 
And sometimes, even if we're not meeting, I'll wake up at 5.30, ready to go somewhere, realizing that I should still be asleep. There's not men's Bible study. We have to train ourselves to be still. We have to open ourselves up to a possibility of that when we open ourselves up to that stillness and just be still and listen. Or just be still and give whatever it is on our heart to God and say, here it is, Lord, it's yours. And sometimes when we're seeking an answer and we're being still, sometimes we may not be heard. But sometimes... We need to be like Jesus and retreat and find ourselves. I just love the story because he goes and he finds rest, but right in the middle of it, he gets back to work. Do you know in South Korea, you can pay, let's see, I want to make sure I get this right. You can pay $90 to spend 24 hours locked up in a mock prison. I don't know if you saw that story that kind of floated around the internet. Here's a picture of, of what the jail cells look like. You get to pay $90 a day just to sit. And, and the rules are, these are the, these are the, these are the rules. The prison rules are strict. No talking with other inmates. No mobile phones or clocks. You get a blue prison suit, a yoga mat, a tea set, a pen, and a notebook. And you sleep on the floor. There is a toilet inside the room, but no mirror. And your menu for $90 is steamed sweet potato, a banana shake for dinner, and rice porridge for breakfast. You can pay $90 and go to South Korea and spend some time in this solitude prison. Some of you are saying, where do I go? And some of you are saying that is definitely not for me. But the co-founder of this prison, he said this really great line. He said he would rather go into solitary confinement for a week to take a rest and feel better than work the 100-hour work week that he was working. Sometimes we need to be intentional about our stillness. Sometimes this actually does sound like not too bad of an idea. But you know, for a cheaper rate, I'm sure Josh would invite you out to Camp Egan and let you be still. I think that cost is only $5. And you don't have to travel to South Korea, about a 14-hour plane trip. We need to be still. We need to open ourselves up to to that stillness because that's when we find God. That's when we center ourselves. That's what helps us let go. And my prayer this last week, as, as you're going through, uh, I really hope and pray that you, you take one of those journals with you and work through it, because you'll notice it actually will begin to work on you. And you'll find yourself wrestling with, what does it mean to be still? What do I need to do to let go and, and, and center myself in God? And, and when we do that, we can do amazing things. Because notice, Jesus was still, and then he took off. And that's what we need, is to be still, to know God. There's another story I want to share with you. Um, It's about um, Leonardo da Vinci. He painted the Last Supper in a small church in Milan. And he spent a good deal of his time in apparent idleness. 
he'd paint a little bit, sit back for a little bit, paint a little bit. And apparently this idleness caught on to the monks, and they got a little bit angry, and they did what every church usually does. They formed a committee, and they went to Da Vinci and said, we don't like your idleness. We're not getting the money that we paid for you to paint this painting. You're spending too much time sitting and doing nothing. And the story and the legend goes that Da Vinci listened, and then he explained simply, when I pause the longest, I make the most telling strokes with my brush. In the midst of that stillness, we find ourselves sometimes that that gives us the energy to make our longest brush. And sometimes we need that. And sometimes we just need to keep moving. But if we be still and know God, when we're interrupted with life, like Jesus was, we can face it head on. And so I pray this week that you take some intentional time and be still to know God. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at TahlequahUMC.org.